0: G'day, my name is Matt Grimwood and this is our First Home Buyer's Guide produced by Heritage Media. Now, one of the most confusing steps of buying your first home is finance. There's deposits you've got to save, there's different fees that you've got to pay and there's home loans that you've got to commit to. Now, our guest today has had heaps of experience doing this and is happy to share all of her knowledge with us from her experience in the real estate industry. Joining me today is Kimberly Burke. Kim is an award-winning real estate agent And her team has just recently been named top five in sales by REB's Women in Real Estate. Thank you for joining me, Kim.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: No worries. Um, So could you give us a bit of a rundown as to where your journey in real estate began?
1: My journey in real estate began in 2004. And obviously a lot has changed since then with different loans, different home loans, different grants um, that the government's um, put out.
0: Right. Nice. Nice. So did you start with Wiresbury Heritage Real Estate?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, back in 2004.
0: Wow. So on the topic of deposits when you want to buy a home, how much do you have to actually save?
1: Well, it all depends on who you are, what you've got, and if you bought all bought a property before or, yeah. or, or haven't. So with a, with a first home buyer, so the government's got a scheme at the moment which is a first home buyer scheme mm-hmm. where they only have to have a 5% deposit, which is really, really good. And for the single parents out there, they only have to have a 2% deposit. Right. So there's only limited spots that um, that the government is handing out and there's all different fees and charges that come with that that they actually get on top of that. So if they're a first home buyer and they the government is also giving giving them free lenders mortgage insurance, which is a massive saving mm. with um, with buying their first home. So it does come off a off a fair bit, yep. and the same with the um, the single parents as well.
0: Right. So what are the deposits used for?
1: So the the deposits are used for to come off the the purchase price. So right. if if they have to pay a five percent deposit and they're buying a buying a home of five hundred thousand, they've only got to have a twenty five thousand dollar deposit saved yep. to be able to go to the bank and say this. And, of course, your affordability has to come into consideration to be able to pay back that loan. Yep. But they only have to have a 5% deposit, which is 25000 instead of having $50,000. Right. So it's a massive saving, plus a lender's mortgage insurance, which could cost them up to you know ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 as well.
0: Right. So when you've got your deposit for a home uh, and you've just been approved for a bank loan, that's not all of the fees you have to pay. There are some... Other fees you have to.
1: There is some extra fees that you got to pay on top yep. of that. So you do get with, with the first home buy. You also get your free stamp duty as well. Mm-hmm. So stamp duty is based on a percentage, and you're only granted up to six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Over six hundred fifty thousand to eight hundred, you do pay a percentage of the stamp duty if you do go and pay over six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Um, and you've also got your solicitors or conveyances fees mm-hmm. that you do have to pay. And of course you've got your, your um, pest and builder reports that you do also go and go and pay, which could cost you up to between five fifty and seven fifty right. for your, your pest and buildings and your solicitors and conveyances fees and normally between your sixteen fifty and your two thousand dollars or depending on who you go with and um, what services that they offer.
0: Right. So do you have to save up all those fees yourself or does that does that stuff get included in your home loan when you get that?
1: Or depending on the banks. Right. Um, some of them will include it, yep. but most of the time with your pest and burning, you've got to pay that up front right. before your loan's approved. Yep. Um, and your solicitor's fees, sometimes they will tack them onto the loan, mm-hmm. but um, most of the time, because you are actually getting the 5%, they'll ask you for that to be up front.
0: So when we're talking about stamp duty, um, what is the purpose of stamp duty? Why do we pay that?
1: Yep, stamp duty is um, is a New South Wales state budget yep. um, which is they put back into the economy and use for, you know, funding for uh, public sectors like the health, the emergency services, roads and transport, yep. um, education and training. So that money that goes back in from the stamp duties is is to help those yep. that help everybody else. Right,
0: so it's utilised back in the community.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: When are all of these different fees due?
1: Okay, so most of the time, the fees and everything are due on settlement. So once the the day that you move into the property, unless you have an extended settlement, Um, if an extended settlement is longer than three months, then they ask you to pay the stamp duty prior to um, settlement time. So if you've got a six months or twelve month delayed settlement, you do have to pay the stamp duty within three months.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. So talking about uh, now, we're talking about mortgages and home loans. Are there different kinds of home loans that you can get?
1: Absolutely. If, you, if you're if going straight through to the banks, obviously yep. they just have their options. But if you go to a broker, obviously there's all different options for the different circumstances. Now, I'm not a financial advisor, mm-hmm. but um, just with with previous experiences and buying and selling myself, yep. um, there is different avenues that you can go down in different banks and different options that you do have to assert your circumstances. Right.
0: So... When you're looking at that, is that kind of given are you given a choice of all the different your different options?
1: Yeah. So if you go if you go to a broker, yep. um obviously you have all different options to, to go and sometimes they sit down and work out what's best for you and yep. the money and the deposits that you've got and your financial circumstances as well. So some some brokers or banks will take into consideration um, if you're a single parent, the yep. stuff that you get through from them, some banks won't. So you, they do give you all different options and they work out what's best for you right. and um, your current circumstances.
0: Right. So um, two of the different home loans I've heard spoken about are fixed interest and variable interest. Could you give us a bit of a breakdown as to what those two are?
1: Yeah. So the difference of fixed interest rates and um, and variable interest rates, if you go for a fixed term, yep. that means that you're locked in at that interest rate for a certain period of time, yep. whether or not the interest rates go up mm-hmm. or the interest rates come backwards. Right. And it does get a little bit more expensive and you've got to look at your circumstances as well because if you are going to go and sell within a fixed rate period, there right. is fees and charges that the banks will charge you um, if you are going to. Go and sell within that time that you're locked in, right? Where variable are uh, it's a, a variable rate, so mm-hmm. it'll fluctuate and go up and go down uh, with the interest rates with a reserve bank. Um, right. If they decide to go and put it up or pull it down, that's where your, your rates fluctuate, yep. Um, with that, and there's obviously less charges if you do decide to go and sell, or yep. cha- change, or refinance yep. within that time frame.
0: I've also heard the term an interest only loan. Can you sort of define what that is?
1: Yeah, an interest-only loan is a loan that you actually don't pay back. Right. So if for a reason that you go and get an interest-only loan, loan of 500000 yep. you actually only pay back the interest partial of that so you'll never own that property. Yep. And most people that go and do an interest-only loan rely on the capital growth Yep. Of, of properties mm-hmm. to be able to then pull the equity out and things like that. It's more for investment um, right. point of view yep. that people go interest only because they're relying on long-term, yep. not actually short-term.
0: Right, so if people are looking to buy a home, renovate it and then sell it down the track or pretty <coughs> pretty soon down the track, that's when they'd look at like an interest only.
1: Yeah, or someone that is looking at um, buying a block of building. Mm-hmm. Um, you pay an interest only until you move into it. Yep. Um, and that that's another different loan in in, yep. it, in itself a yep. construction loan. But um, yeah, if you if you're going to do that and relying on on the market yep. and but it's more more for investment point of view mm-hmm. or someone that's trying to um, to try and flip that they want to try and flip it. And which the banks at the moment are pretty strict on the interest only. They yep. have done for the last probably twelve months, eighteen months.
0: Right. So are there more are there different loans that are more suited to people or is it kind of a case by case basis thing
1: it's um it is a case by case basis yep. um you know there's all different loans for different people in different circumstances yep. um so people that have their own business have to go and get a different loan and that's that's it's offset from that so yep. it's it is it's not a one shot pony yeah um it is all different yep. for Every every person. Yeah. I don't think one person would have, even if you go and get a home loan now, mm-hmm. today, and then in twelve months' time, it won't necessarily be the same home loan that you go and pick. Yeah. So it's it's all is changeable.
0: Yeah, right. What's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is about to lock into a home loan or about to go through this process of buying their first home?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a couple of things that I do personally. Now I'm not a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, over the years, um, that when I go and have a look to get a loan or get another property or refinance, I look at the interest rates and mm-hmm. I always gauge on whether or not I can afford it between 5 and 7%. Right. Because that's where the interest rates over the past 18 years of me doing real estate have always sat between. Yep. So I want to make sure that I can afford those repayments yep. and you can go into the banks now on the little apps and work out and go and put the percentage in and go and put the price in and then work out how much the repayments are going to be yep. and if you feel comfortable with that then go and do it but another thing that i actually do over every end of financial year i do a health check and it's not a health check on my body it's a health yep. check on my finances mm-hmm. i go and go back to the banks or i go and speak to people and they're saying I get this this interest rate with this bank so then I go back and renegotiate with my bank. Never be afraid to go back and talk to them about it yep. because they earn billions and billions and billions <laughs> of dollars. So they're going to give it yep. or you go and change. Yeah. And if you're not in that fixed term, you can go and change yep. it's not going to cost you. Yep. And there's a lot of banks that will also go in and go, okay, well, I'll give you this to come over to us. Yep. So always go and do a health check every financial year.
0: Right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this. It's been really, really insightful. Um, so what's the best way that people can get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, give me a buzz, 0403 940 309.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Kim.
1: That's okay.